You're listening to the Bulldog Hour, getting you inside the Wilson football program with weekly game previews, recaps, highlights, and interviews. Now, here are your hosts, Joe Mays and Justin Raffoff. Good evening, everyone, and welcome back to the Bulldog Hour. I am one of your hosts, Joe Mays. Unfortunately, not with me here in the studio this evening is my co-host, Justin Raffoff. But thankfully, he was able to join me this past week as we sat down with 10 of our 2023 senior players, got their interviews done. I know it's a little bit earlier than normal for us to do those, but we wanted to make sure we got them in. Sorry about that. And we will be broadcasting them tonight. It will be a little bit of a longer show because we sat down with uh, five seniors for two sessions each, and they each went uh, about 35, 40 minutes. So we're going to get to that really quickly here. Just a couple of uh, housekeeping uh, start of the show things I wanted to pull up or mention. Uh, we are back only for the second time this uh, this year. We normally have three shows in by now, and this is the fourth, but... We just couldn't make things work uh, in April or June as we had expected because of uh, other events as well as vacations and things like that. But you haven't really missed anything. We're ready to rock and roll here for the 2023 regular season now, which kicks off uh, a a month from Wednesday by date and I believe four weeks from this coming Friday. Uh, We do want to uh, take a moment to thank our sponsors. The show, as always, is presented by May's Sandwich Shop. And uh, because we didn't have any shows in the spring or early summer, we did uh, carry over our sponsors from season eight and the beginning of this year. So we want to thank, uh, in addition to May Sandwich Shop, Mike Drago and MikeDragoSports.com, the Hop family, Andy Her, and our six anonymous donors. Uh, we, we, we will be wiping the slate clean uh, next episode as we get uh, ready to go into the 2023 season. So if you're interested in sponsoring, you can speak with me, reach out, or check the website. I do have a couple of holdovers that I'll be popping back up there. Um, but we do, uh, we do appreciate everyone's uh, generosity and support, as always. And if you uh, want to support us in other ways, not necessarily monetarily with sponsorships, advertising, or in-kind donations, you can always visit the website at bulldoghour.com and continue to like, share, and subscribe to this show and all Wilson football endeavors across social media. If you could uh, give us subscriptions on YouTube, completely free, just need to subscribe and you can get even get notifications when we go live. Uh, first big announcement we want to cover is the Wilson Football Tradition Club's Chocho Ice Cream Fundraiser. This is the third year this is happening. You can pre-order them now on bulldoghour.com through July 27th, which is this Thursday. That is the last day to pre-order. You must purchase them online via credit card or PayPal through that site. We cannot take walk-ins. This needs to be completely separate and uh, documented. So please purchase them online now at bulldoghour.com. We already had many people do that. and We've sold uh, over 30, I think 35 or close to 40 bags, which is excellent. And all the proceeds from these sales go to the Tradition Club events. We have an announcement on what our event will be this year. It has been championship team reunions for the past many years. We started in 2016 with that. But we got something a little bit different. We're trying to iron out the details and cement a date before we announce that. But we think everyone will be really excited with what we have planned happening at some point at a home game in September. 
If you do purchase Chocho's, order pickup will be on Saturday, July 29th. That is a week from yesterday, so six days from now. From opening hours of 9 a.m. to 3 p.m. at May's Sandwich Shop. If for some reason you want to purchase and support the Tradition Club but cannot pick up that day, please reach out to me. Email wilsonbulldogsfootball at gmail.com. Now, we did cover this back in February when we had our Season 9 premiere with guest Rodney Gillen, but for those of you that haven't heard, and I'm guessing that's no one, Coach Dom's retired from teaching at the end of this school year. However, he is staying on to coach the football team, so once again, we want to congratulate Coach Dom's on 47 years as an educator with the Wilson School District, and he will be, like I said, staying on to coach football and volunteer with uh, indoor and outdoor track and field seasons. All right, I think that about covers it here, so I'm going to switch over now to our senior player interviews. I appreciate everyone joining us. Uh, If you have any questions uh, about the show or questions for the coaching staff, as that is what we will be uh, recording this coming week, or questions for, uh, for me, you can leave them in the chat. We appreciate everyone tuning in this evening. Always a great turnout for the show. But that's it for me for now. First up on our first set of interviews, we have five senior players. We're going to get to that right now. Everyone enjoy, and we'll be back in about 40 minutes to transition over to our second set of five senior players. Here with us first, get them up here on camera. There they are, five senior players. We're going to get to know them a little bit better and talk about their senior year. So first up, guys, welcome to the Bulldog Hour. Thanks for joining us. Thank you for having us. Thank you. First thing we're going to do is bring it down the line. We'll start over here on, on my left. Give us your name, jersey number, and positions you'll be playing this year. Uh, my name is Austin Valdekevich. I'm number 88, and I play wide receiver and outside linebacker. My name is Ben Rada. I'm number 9. I'm going to be a kicker and a punter. My name is Nick Fiorini. I'm number 26, and I play running back and linebacker. My name is Ryan McMillan. I'm number 52. I play left guard and middle linebacker. I'm Tommy Hunsaker. I'm number three, and I play quarterback and D-back. All right. So now that we have that out of the way and we know who you are, let's talk to us a little bit about how your summer has been going, how was spring practice, and more importantly, most recently, you guys finished camp at East Stroudsburg. So just let us know um, how your off-season workouts have been. And anyone can jump in. We don't have to go in order. Yeah, you got it. <laughs> All right. Uh, it's been going pretty good. It's been a long process trying to get the whole team chemistry together. O-line, it's been fairly simple from at least our end because four out of the five of us played with each other last year. So we hit the ground running in some sense. So it's it's been coming together pretty well because we already have that chemistry on the O-line. Defensively, we're really coming together. We have a good amount of people returning. So it's looking good from the standpoint from where I play it. So far in terms of the sleds and the weight room and uh, working out, um, one of our challenges right now is making sure we're holding everyone accountable because we have a lot of experience on the older side of the team. Um, We need to make sure we teach our younger guys the way so that when they step up, they're keeping their younger guys accountable as well. I just, I agree with Ben. Uh, We got to, um, continue to teach the younger kids uh, how to how it, how it works around here because um, I mean as a as when I came up as a sophomore it was a lot different than anything I ever experienced so it's important that we teach them now so that when it's their turn to you know run the team in a couple of years 
they can uh, do it well. Yeah, we're the leaders now, so we hold all the standards for everybody, and we need to push them to be the, ba- uh, the greatest that they can. Yeah, I mean, being at the East Strasburg camp, um, just make sure everybody's at practice on time and awake to everything. Mm-hmm. I think it brought the team together a lot better than what we were before it was a camp. We started the first practice of the first day with 25 up there, so that wasn't too good, but we didn't do any more after that. So It really comes down to everyone taking accountability for each other. And you think that got better throughout camp? Yeah. Yes. Oh, yeah. yeah. It definitely made us more disciplined. Yeah. I think with, uh, with our great coaches that we have and the discipline they have for us, especially our younger guys realize that if we're not in check right away, our coaches are going to punish us for it, and they know that uh, they don't want to see our seniors upset and no one wants to be doing up down, so that helped keep everyone accountable during camp. Just to touch on camp a little bit more, just because it was an, a new experience this year, you went somewhere different than uh, has been yeah. the case for the past few years. Did you like East Stroudsburg uh, better, or you just enjoyed it the same? It was just different. Is there anything that sticks out from your camp experience that you liked better this year than last year? So I mean, uh, you want to go for yeah. the competition was definitely a huge step up. I mean, the first, our second practice of the first day, we were playing against Phillipsburg, the state champs from Jersey, and St. Joe's Prep. So we knew right away where we were at and what we had to work on and what we needed to improve on. So it definitely gave us a lot better look than LVC did because we had more competition going into it. So we needed to give more effort to be able to succeed at us. Yeah, I agree. And, uh, I mean, the facilities and, I mean, okay. away from the football side, mm-hmm. it was it was pretty similar to LBC. There wasn't um, much difference there. But yeah, as he said, the competition was definitely a step up. And I think it's important that um, we see where we're at right now. Because like you said, we get to see what we need to work on and get better. In terms of the competition there, I think it was really good because um, like Ryan said about it showing where we're at, it showed how much we had in our tanks too. When kids wanted to give up, how hard they were going to push, knowing that we were playing some of the best teams around the areas, Pennsylvania, New Jersey, the state champs. So pushing ourselves like that is only going to help us when it comes closer to the season. Yeah, especially that Phillipsburg and St. Joe's prep because we played them in the same practice. So it was like we went 11-on-11 with Phillipsburg and then straight to St. Joe's prep. Right. Yeah. We didn't do too well against Phillipsburg either. So it, it allowed us to know what, like, what we're at right now. So it helped us throughout the rest of the camp. We shut every team down then we got better well it's nice that they uh, started you off easy at camp yeah <laughs> nice easy well the first practice we didn't do anything we just it was just our team so that was good so now you did did you do both seven on seven and 11 on 11 or was it full team the whole with time? phillipsburg we just did straight 11 on 11 for 40 minutes i want to say it was like 20 minutes offense 20 minutes defense with st joe's prep we did just do seven on seven but they didn't have the majority of their starters there so yeah it depended on the time, like how long the practice was, because like our first practice was the longest of the day, and then our second ones were shorter. So like usually our first practice is when we did 11s and 7s, but then throughout the day, like we only did 11s then. Right. Um, so we'll spend most of the interview looking forward right, to this coming year, but um, before we do that, what would you say were your biggest takeaways from last season, 2022 season? That be can be personal or as a team. Like, what what do you take away from last year, from your junior year? I think, as a team standpoint, something that us and our coaches both noticed is that a lot of the games that we lost just by a couple points, 
um, we lost um, through conditioning. So we've been yeah. working really hard this year in the summer and camp, just through all our workouts with conditioning, really pushing ourselves past our limit. Also, something from last year, at least I think you took away. In those games, it showed that it was important like for us to come together and lead. Because when we're out in the field, we don't have the coaches out there pushing us. It comes down to the seniors and like the upperclassmen just leading everyone else out there. So when those games get tough, like the games like that Hemfield game where it was coming down to the last drive, we needed to take accountability for each other. And I feel like that's something that we can take a huge step up in this year. Because... You know, good teams are led by coaches, but great teams are led by the players. Yeah. So that's what we need to do. And having having almost a lot of a lot of uh, returning starters, that should help a lot too with being able to push everyone on the field at once. Like, it's just we have better team chemistry since we played together last year. So it's going to be easier for us to get along and get better. Like, get better as we go throughout throughout the season. Yeah, I feel like it comes down to like accountability again. You just gotta push your teammates to work harder throughout the games. Like, if they're down, make a bad play, you just got to lift them up. I'd say personally and on a team level, I think we've, we improved throughout the season last year as to be expected, um, but we didn't really get to where we actually wanted to be. We lost in the first round of districts, and, I mean, it's nice to make it to districts, but that's never just the goal. It's to get farther than that district championship state playoffs. So I mean, the aspirations for this year is really what we're what we're working towards this summer. I know um, one of our favorite questions on the show, something we talk about a lot. It's come up every year we've done the show. We ask it to the coaches, but we like to ask it to you guys, just because you're there in the thick of it. You uh, you see the people that are about to break out, and Wilson has such a strong tradition of one year impact players. You know, they bide their time until their senior year, and then all of a sudden they kind of come out of nowhere, and the fans haven't heard of them before. But you all know that they put in the time and the work. Can you guys give us kind of a, a look into who you think could be a breakout player that people don't know about on this team? Seniors? Senior, yeah, seniors. Yeah. We'll get to for, everyone yeah. in a bit. But for myself, I would say Jonah Pertet. Yeah. Uh, he's, he's always been a hard worker. Um, he didn't play his sophomore year, did he? Yeah, he, he got hurt. He couldn't play his sophomore year, so that kind of set him back from um, getting on the field too much last year. But he's always been a leader. He he was a leader in the lacrosse season last year. Um, and now this summer, he's really pushing everybody harder. He's going to play corner and a little receiver for us this year, and I'm sure he'll play some special teams because of his athleticism. But uh, he's just been a great leader this summer, and I expect him to have a big season. First person that comes to mind for me, I'd say, is Adam Woods. Um, since we were young, Adam's always been a dog, just straight athlete. Um, he plays like a bunch of sports, and especially this year, he his work ethic is just so high. He's always working hard in the weight room, pushing people around him. And um, I see the younger kids wanting to strive to be like Adam. So um, he's looking to play safety for us this year, some wide out in positions that we need him. Um, I think he's going to make a huge help for us. I'm going to have to say Jackson Wagner. He didn't play much offense last year, but um, he started on the defense. I think this year he's going to be our number one slot. He's going to get a lot of receptions, and I think he's going to be a big-time player for us on both sides of the ball this year. 
if, if someone said the guy you were thinking of, you could just hop in and say the same. You don't have to. We don't need five different guys if you can't think of anyone. So if anyone wants to give a second to any of the guys mentioned already, you can do that too. I was gonna say on that as well. Okay. I was gonna say Woodsy. Okay. He's always been a good player. But now he made that move from quarterback to wide receiver, and he's been doing, at least from what I've seen while I can watch him, he's been doing really good. He has amazing hands for just moving to wide receiver this year. It's going to be unusual. Athlete. Athlete. All right. So, um, you know, this is this is going to be your senior year, uh, but kind of looking forward to any of you have aspirations to kind of play beyond this year. Uh, and if so... Um, how's that process kind of going for you? Uh, I mean, yeah, I want to play. I want to play at the next level. Just comes down to whether I'm going to go for football or wrestling. Mm-hmm. It's been kind of a li- not. I wouldn't say chaotic, but it's been frustrating because I'm trying to make up my mind between the two. I have love for both, but yeah, it's definitely a goal for me to play at the next level, no matter what. I just want to go play and make a difference wherever I go. Well, I know a bunch of you are multi-sport athletes, so it's, it, that does complicate it a little bit more. But, uh, yeah, you, you've got time. All right. Yeah. But if you guys are planning on playing a sport other than football next year, you let us know that, too. So if you're, you know, I know you said wrestling, Ryan, possibility. I know some of you are baseball players, lacrosse players. If there's, if you're going to play, uh, if you expect to play in college at all, let us know. Uh, let us know. Yeah, I mean... Kind of expecting to play baseball in college. I've played my whole life. It's always been my love. I've had a love for the sport. Um, the recruiting process isn't easy, obviously. There's a lot of baseball players in the country, but I'm emailing as many coaches as I can to try and go play somewhere. Um, for me, I play football and lacrosse. Um, so I'm trying to play lacrosse in college. Uh, again, I've played that my whole life, and um, I do club club lacrosse i've been to a bunch of showcases and like ryan said it's a big process um i wouldn't say it's stressful i i think it's kind of fun um just because you, you're seeing where you're going to end up in the future see where um where your sports could end up taking you um at the next level for academics and sports so i'm excited for that for me i i play baseball basketball and football so um i'm probably i'm probably looking to go to a college for baseball or football, maybe even both if I'm able to. It depends what college. Um, but I'm definitely looking to play a sport in college. I just, I don't know. It kind of depends how how this season goes. And, um, yeah, I'm, I mean, the recruiting process is kind of, it's kind of been slow for me because, you know, every season I'm filled with a sport. So I'm doing the best I can to get a look at colleges. But, um, yeah, it should speed up as the season goes on. Yeah, I'm trying to play football in college, and I think the process is more, like, busy, like, going to camps over summer and just trying to get your name out there to coaches so they recognize you more. If you want to play at the next level, I feel like that's just what you have to do to play. Last thing about your uh, your career after Wilson, uh, what or do you have a field of study? Is there something you know you want to study? when you, Whenever you pick your college, is there discipline you know that's what I'm going to focus on? Business, finance, or economics. Okay. Yeah, same. I'm looking for business or finance. All right. Environmental sciences. Okay. Undecided. I saw. I have no clue. Don't figure it out. I have no idea. Undecided. Okay. Cool. Environmental science. So you talk to Coach Dom a lot. 
come, come to get an education degree with that and you can come back and take over his, his open spot. So, all right, uh, let's see, what's up next? But what do you think, we're getting a little more personal focus here now, what aspect of your game have you most improved since the end of your 2022 football season? All this off-season, uh, spring, summer workouts, what do you think you've gotten better? Uh, you know, what strength, agility, mental, playbook, what have you focused on? What are you saying we're going to see you be different this year uh, in that part of your game? I mean, I feel like for me, a point I would always try to make an emphasis on is having my mental side of the game right from playing middle linebacker. I need to know what everyone else is doing on every play from the D-line to the linebackers and what the safeties are doing. So I, watch, I like watching a lot of film. I try to do that. But the main thing I tried to improve on a lot this year was my movement inside those 10 yards inside the box and my quickness to be able to get from one side of the line to the other and make every tackle inside the box. Um, I've been in the weight room a lot, trying to get as strong as I can for this upcoming season. I think I've also gained a little bit of speed from last, last season, and I think that should help me a lot with running back and being able to hit the holes um, with how stronger I'm going to be. And... Yeah. Um, so in last season, I'm a kicker. So, um, being <laughs> lacrosse being my main sport, uh, I worked a lot on my speed and agility. Um, not that that'll be much for me as a kicker. <laughs> on the kicker side of things, I think I've definitely worked on my mental toughness. Um, because a kick kicker is a stressful position. Um, and sometimes in the games, there's a lot, a lot in your hands, and um. Not everyone's perfect. I mean, I've missed a bunch of kicks, and um, it's it's bound to happen. Uh, so you just got to know, like, moving to the next play, I'm not overthinking it because that's the worst thing that can happen uh, when you get stuck in your own head. Yeah, for myself, I'd say last year I was kind of like a lead-by-example guy. Uh, I didn't I didn't say much in front of the team. I, I kind of just did my job, and... Um, being the quarterback, it's kind of like an automatic like leadership position. So um, I didn't do as much as I probably should have last year. So I'm kind of working on being more of a vocal leader this year. Um, just you know, helping the younger kids, helping helping uh, um, like the varsity stay on the same page um, on offense and defense, and uh, just you know, using my voice to make everyone better and keep everyone on the same page. Yeah, I think from last year I've gotten a lot stronger, and I think I improved more this off season on doing what I need to do to get open, just make the offense run smoother, the ways that I can. All right. So um, now, as we look forward to uh, this this upcoming year, what are your personal or individual goals going into going into this season? I know we we talk a lot about team, and a lot of times it deflect on team, and we we get that. If you if there's something individual that sticks out, what what would that be? I want to get 80s to 80 to 100 tackles this year. Okay, that's a good one. As a team, I've I'm not really focused on like the wins and losses as much as I'm thinking as the season progresses and as it gets into playoff time. I want to be playing better every week, um, tightening things up uh, because that's the most important time of the season. And then, you know, I do, like, we want to go as far as we can in the playoffs, but, you know, sometimes that doesn't happen like last year. So I just want to, you know, make as many memories as possible, um, have fun while we're doing it, and then that should lead us into wins and 
deeper into the season if we do it the right way. I think one of my goals is to up my touchback percentage. Yeah. Um, yeah, last year I hit I hit touchbacks. Uh, I think I had about five maybe on the season, but this year that's definitely a goal. Just because if I get it deep enough that they can't return it, that's going to be huge. Yeah, that's a huge weapon to have. Yeah, I think my goal for the season was be to have more receptions than I did last year, which is obviously a goal for like every receiver, just to have more receptions every year. But don't do so much. And then, obviously, as a team, goals always to get to that state championship. Oh, yeah. Yeah. We're hopefully we not to get there, to win it. Yeah, hoping where we can win play St. Joe's for real this time. Well, that would be something that everyone would be very excited to have happen for sure. <laughs> All right, um, who are the leaders of this team? You know, we talked about uh, local leadership, leading by example. Who are the ones that <clears throat> have stepped up the most? Usually, we see it from the senior class. Those are the ones that are, you know the ones that are so focused, hyper-focused, because it's your last your last go of it. Uh, but it doesn't have to be seniors. If there's underclassmen that have been stepping up, too, being vocal, who are the guys that you're turning to to keep people focused or get them amped up, ready to go? Am I here? He's always breaking us down. Yeah. Even going back to, like, when we were sophomores, you still see, like, Dendy and Logan, you see all them, like, get everybody working in the way you're not just their grade level, like, the older in the classroom. Yeah. I think um, Logan, Jack, and Ryan are three obvious leaders vocally, um, physically, and just with their skills. But I think one that um, people don't really realize it, but I'm kind of seeing it, um, is Derek Reininger, not as a vocal leader, but when he's in the weight room, he's doing stuff that's impressing everyone. And the younger guys are all looking to him like, wow, like I want to get there. And he shows that like, he never gives up in the weight room. And even on the field, like he's just relentless. And I think that's um, that's good leadership, even if he's not vocal about it. I feel like if we're going off juniors to look forward to, I think Derek's definitely one of them. He's been putting the work nonstop since last season ended. And he's improved a lot offensively and defensively. Line. Yeah, usually it's the line. Some big personality. It's kind of a yeah, committee. No, we skinny. They are big. They're big. <laughs> They're pretty big. The six packs down. <laughs> All right. So, um, what is your most anticipated game for this year? And if it's Mifflin, what is another game that you're also looking forward to this year? We know Mifflin kind of yeah, usually ends up in that yeah. in that in this conversation. So if it is Mifflin, that's fine. But what's another game that you might have on the radar as well? Obviously Mifflin. Yeah, obvi- obviously Mifflin. We look forward to that every year. But a game that's obviously been on all of our minds is Roman. Mm-hmm. You know, starting with that 12-point lead last year and then just watching everything that unfolded after. It's been, they've been on the top of our minds nonstop. And we want to go out and prove a point early in the season that we're legit and we're here to take everybody. Mm-hmm. For me, and I think the rest of the team, um, Hemfield's a big one. Yeah, yeah, last year, yeah, they beat us game, last year, so we had it right in our hands, and then that was the LL chip. Yeah, um, I know for it, me yeah. especially, I know I could have performed a lot better, and uh, that game has been on my mind since last year. Yeah. Townships obviously going to be on our minds. It's another big team, big game. It's always going to be. Hopefully, I want to see Harrisburg in the playoffs. Oh yeah, yeah. All, basically all the teams that. 
that we lost to. We feel like we we should have we should have won like the games that we lost. It was it was in our hands. It was our fault that we lost it. So we want to every game. I think we're going to look forward to. But yeah, the the ones that we lost last year, they're they're always in the back of our minds heading into the next week. Yeah. We talk about that when we talk to the coaches, when we talk to former players, you know, alumni, about their Wilson football experience as a coach or player, and what do you remember, you know, what games stand out, and very few ever bring up wins. They bring up the losses, whether it was the last loss that ended their Wilson career or just one that ended a special season. Those are the ones you focus on. So it's not a surprise to hear you guys talk about Roman, uh, Hempfield, uh, Township obviously beat them last year, but they're have become the main Wilson rival in LL1, although Hempfield last year, they're angling. Uh, Coach Eager is, we've talked about this on the show, that we thought once Hempfield got a a young coach and really got the program moving, that they were going to make a lot of noise, and I think they got there maybe a year or two earlier yeah, than we, we expected. Kind of that we made that hire, that we thought that was a really good hire. But Roman on the road, Hempfield on the road, you get Township at home. Uh, can't say what will happen with Harrisburg should you get to see them again, but it's nice to see you guys focusing not just on the first 10 games that you should be promised this season, but also the second season because um, in some way or form, Harrisburg's ended the Wilson season every year since 2018. Mm-hmm. So that would be that would be a nice one to uh, meet up with in the future, but we don't want to look that far ahead of ourselves right now. Um, we, we already touched on this a little bit, but if there's anything else that comes to mind, what are some more team goals for this year? Obviously, all the championships are at the top of your mind. Um, from the league, district, state, those are the, the focus. But is there anything else that encompasses your, as you enter 2023, the, the, the season, that sticks out that you'd like to accomplish or see from your team this year? Yeah, get 1% better every day. That's our goal. Um, Mrs. Kamoff has been coming in every Wednesday and talking to us with some mental stuff. And that was one of her her goals for us as a team is to get better, get one percent better every day. Okay, before we move on, who is that again? Mrs. Kamoff. Okay, and was she brought in by the coaching staff? Yeah. Yes. Okay. She's a she's a teacher. She's at, a guidance she's counselor. Yeah, she's a, yeah, she's a counselor at Southern. Okay. But on the side, she does like sports psychology. So. So what has been some of the things that she's brought to you that so far? Has this been just this summer, or was mm-hmm. it? Yeah. Yep, just this summer. So oh, this well. Summer. Well, we were, she was just in this morning, and okay. one thing we were working on today was, like, self-talk, like, talking to ourselves, like, being able to motivate ourselves when stuff gets harder, we get in deep into that fourth quarter, one-point game, like, against Hempfield last year, that we're able to talk ourselves into, you know, picking ourselves up and going and attacking 100% every play. Pretty much the theme of all of her lessons with us is when things get negative and when we're in our own minds, um, how to be tough with your mental toughness, and get through that, think about um, other things to take your mind off. Even if you can't get to positive thoughts, um, try to get swing thoughts um, that are neutral. neutral. Yeah. Um, yeah. It sounds like you guys are paying attention. That's that's good. Mm-hmm. A- any other team goals that stand out? Anything else besides the wins on or off the field, just as a group that you want to accomplish or you want to, want to happen? It's all about just getting that next one because that's all we can really focus on now. It's just going win by win every week. Just keep one and up. Just keep being one and up. Having fun. Yeah. Having I would fun say making memories and having fun. Yeah. This is our last year. I mean, everyone always says high school is like the best years of your life. And I guess it doesn't really set until after. So I just want to make the most of, you know, everyone we have mm-hmm. here. 
and yeah just have fun building these bonds and friendships that like the coaches make a huge point to us that these friendships will last to us the rest of our lives because of what we went through and what we had to do together so you know just building these friendships and making these memories it's important to all of us. and it starts in summer summer is where we all start come together spring. yeah that's true that's it yeah spring everyone comes together and becomes best friends i guess you could say brothers family. yeah family Justin's got this next one. The next two are actually very similar. We're going to go back a little bit when we talked about the, the senior player that you expect to step up and make a name for themselves. But now we're going to open it up, everyone. Yeah. So you you kind of you may have touched on some of these already. So if it's the same, you, that's fine. You can just tell us that. But um, who should Bulldog fans be excited about seeing on offense, defense in 2023? And that kind of goes with who's the most underrated teammate, maybe poised for a breakout this season again. If it's the person you've thought of and mentioned earlier, that's fine. But um, if there's somebody that's coming to mind, it doesn't necessarily have to be a senior, but it can be. Um, yeah, like I said already, Derek Reininger. He didn't play a whole lot last year. He played some D-line, but now he's playing both ways. Mm-hmm. And he's probably going to do that. Uh, he's probably He might start both ways this year. So he's going to be a huge name for us, and he's going to be a big-time player, and he's going to have to step up this year. On the offensive side of things, I think someone everyone should be ex- I think, yeah, someone that everyone should be excited about is Tommy Hunsaker. Um, Cam Jones was a huge part of our offense last year, and so losing Cam, um, Tommy, I think last year we saw how his running game really helped us um, in the Harrisburg game, and I think he's going to end up doing a lot more of that this year. Um, And with almost our whole offensive line coming back, and we have older receivers, I think Tommy's going to have a huge part in hitting those receivers and uh, being involved in the running game, I think he's going to be a huge part of our offense. I appreciate that. I think I think Jonah's still a big uh, one that you should be looking for because he, he didn't have his sophomore years, and he didn't really play that much last year. So I think this year is going to be a really big breakout here for him. So he can yeah. show what he can do. I would say uh, a couple guys. Uh, Jackson Wagner, who Nick already said. Um, Adam Woods who just moved the slot on offense and safety on defense. Maddox Gruber, who's going to be a junior, he's going to start um, at corner for us, and he'll get in at slot. Uh, really, really good athlete, plays basketball too. Um, those three guys, they're probably our three main slot guys, and they also play defense. So I think both sides of the ball, um, those three guys are, are going to have a big season. I think you're definitely going to see a lot of Maddox too this year. Yeah, a lot. Michael he's- Glover. Okay, freshman, upcoming freshman. He he's might the, get he might get some varsity time he, this year. He might get he might, he might get a little bit. He's been getting he's been getting varsity time at tight end. When he's in though, he makes an impact. Yeah, he's gonna be he's gonna be good. He's got some crazy some crazy hands, great size. Oh yeah, how old Huge. he is? He's gonna make a huge impact. And one more guy I want to say is Cameron Zollinger. This yeah, summer he's been working guy. really hard. Um, he's pushing. He's another uh, junior who's become a leader kind of on this team. Mm-hmm. Um. And he's always had, like, you know, one of the best mindsets that I've seen in baseball. He also put or in football. He also plays basketball. So um, I think he's going to have a nice season for us, too. We'll work in at the end and tight end. The end and tight end. Yeah. Okay. That's another kid who just never gives up. In the weight room, always has the highest energy in every room that he's in. Um, he's always pushing everyone, uh, working super hard and with everything. So Cam's definitely a player that I could see making an impact this year. Good, good. Um... 
before we move on to our, we're at the very end here, just a couple more left, and they're real fast. But I did, Ryan, I wanted to ask you specifically, because um, you were a junior last year, we didn't talk to you before the season, and didn't get to ask you during the season, uh, how did you take the request of moving to offensive line last year? <laughs> um, I mean, did whatever I could to help it. <laughs> did whatever I could to help the team. I mean, it ended up working out. Originally, the plan was I. What me and the O line coach were talking about beforehand was I was supposed to move to O line this year, and move back to running back last year, but they wanted to give me a start at lineman a year early. Apparently, so I mean you can't really say so no, the switch, right? So the switch the switch from number four was fifty two. That's kind of depressing. I, I figured the number I figured the data. Yeah, <laughs> I finally got the single digit and then. Lost it. Yeah, Lost it right away. away. Lost it that quick. <laughs> um, one more before we get to our your, your memory so far at Wilson, uh, football related. Um, I wanted to ask all of you, we have one of them here with us, uh, what's going on with the running back room? Who are we going to see this year? Who's getting the carries? Um, is I'll it going to be a committee? One. We have focus. Who wants I to think, start? Well, it's obviously going to kind of be a committee, but Nick Farini, he's been the leader of the room as a senior this year at camp. He's He's had a, he had an impressive camp, I think. Um, a couple other guys you're going to see are Amir Wellmaker. He's going to be a senior for us. Um, he also plays a little bit of corner. Corral. Um, Corral Akings, he's going to be a sophomore. Um, he's got some speed. Him and Amir both have the speed. And Nick has a little bit more of the the size and um, the ability to like run people over. And Amir and Corral, <laughs> Amir and Corral are more elusive and agile on the outside. So I think... Between those three guys, um, we have we have a pretty well-rounded group that can do a little bit of everything. Yeah, with a three running back rotation, it's kind of it's going to be kind of hard to be tired and gassed. You should I should say. I mean, you can always just rotate through. Once one person gets tired, the next guy can go in, and we all are able to do everything. We can all hit the holes and get yards per carry. I mean, it should be pretty fun to watch. A um, couple new guys running the ball, so. Should be good. And Nick, I know you expect to be playing, uh, if not starting, playing a lot on defense as well. Mm-hmm. How about for Amir and Perel? Are they going to be getting defensive time? Are you all going to be two-way guys? They both play corner. They're, yeah, they're both corners. They get in so, the rotation. Yeah, they're in the rotation. They They'll should get play in a, in a couple defense, different defensive sets. Um, Corel will, will come in and Amir will come in sometimes too. And then probably on special teams, mm-hmm. um, I mean, yeah, one of, the two, of, one of them, two right? of them, are probably going to yeah. be returning punts or kickoffs mm-hmm. um, in some shape or form. So, yeah, those two athletes should be something to look for. They're very fast. All right. Right. So, uh, what's your favorite Wilson football memory so far? That, that can be anything, as long as within the Wilson program, from literally middle school to here now. You know, you've got some of you might have more time in the program than others, but. A lot of you's been here at uh, Wilson for a long time. What what stands out to you? What is something that you uh, remember as you enter your senior year? My freshman year, week two against Township. Okay. Yeah, the week where like here. everyone got hurt. I didn't. I played like one snap that game. I was on like one kickoff. So <laughs> freshman year. But like the way that's like my, that was like my first taste of really seeing like what family was like in a mm-hmm. high school football team. Because we had like a bunch of players go down in that week one game against Mifflin, then just to watch like all the back. I think Gannon was the quarterback that game, mm-hmm. and like just watching like everyone kind of all around him. And Jaden had that huge game that game too. 
and just watching what it was like for those guys that aren't the first or second string guys to come and step mm -hmm. up. And that really shows the importance of everyone putting their time in every day of the week because you never know what's going to happen. So that's one of my favorite moments. Of this. I'd say for myself, uh, one of probably my favorite memory was the the playoff run or the end of the season run two years ago, my sophomore year. I kind of got moved to the backup quarterback role that year as a sophomore, and uh, we started the season two and three, and no one on the team really knew where we were going at that point. And then we ended the season undefeated, won the LL, and then won the first two playoff games, beating Central York, which I remember that Shot whole week world. leading up to practice or leading up to the game, it was like we expected to win, and no one else did. And we ended up playing a great game and holding back Prabula at Central York, and that was probably one of my favorite memories, was just seeing, you know, how how like a strong team can be to team of individuals on a personal level i'd say the central york game that year was also my favorite oh, yeah, um, kick. that was that was those were the first two field goal attempts i had in my entire career and so <laughs> i had action that game so i i was having a blast and then um the way that we got to end up pulling it out as well um just the whole team was just such good energy together and like we were all so hyped because um, we beat a huge team that no one expected us to beat, and just the feelings after that game was awesome, especially because, like, I knew that I had an impact in that game. Um, it, it just felt great. I loved that game. I think the township game where it was downpouring my sophomore year, because it showed how, when everybody was cold and everything, how it still comes together to be a team and come out with a win when you need it. I remember at halftime, we all went in, and all yeah, the starters... We had, the, we had to wear the old jerseys. Yeah, yeah, we got Got out the old my favorite memory is probably um, my last year at Lincoln Park. We had a great run, came up short in the championship, but I think beating Van Reed back to back might have been one of the best times <laughs> in my life. It was amazing. I mean, I still have can't, to pick on Brady Klein. Can't really ask for, can't really ask for anything Brady, Brady besides Klein, winning the championship. Like five picks that game. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> That's when they moved in. <laughs> that's, when they, that's when they knew he was tight <laughs> All right, all right, good. Um, tell us what it's like. I love asking this question every year because usually it immediately elicits a laugh. But what's it like to play for Coach Doms? <laughs> um, it's crazy. It's crazy having a legend as our coach, basically. I mean, you can't really ask for anything else. Like, he he you can just tell he knows so much. He doesn't really he doesn't really say much mm -hmm. until he needs to and everything he says is just like so beneficial and helpful. And like I think we're all grateful that he's still here and cuz he retired from teaching this year and um he he kind of holds everything together even though, you know, he doesn't say more than he needs to, but yeah, like I said, everything he does is just meaningful and no, pushes us in the right direction. Oh, yeah, it's like you hear Wilson Bulldogs, and most yeah, of the time, the first thing you think of is Coach Doms. You know, he's interchangeable with Wilson football and being the head coach, and him being like a deep, he helps the linebackers out a lot, and he's helped me a lot throughout high school. 
So it's a surreal, surreal feeling having someone like him who has so many coaching records just just teaching you what to do. It's a weird feeling. Just this morning in the weight room, me and Tommy were comparing him to Yoda. <laughs> yeah, it's so much yeah, it's so much wisdom and like it's just so neat like i think something that makes everyone more confident on a team is having strong leadership and that's not just from players that's from coaches so um having coach doms who's been here for so long and like he knows what he's talking about he knows what it takes to win um having a coach like that's just so great for all of us well it's interesting i know you guys mentioned a couple of you mentioned the two and three start a couple of years ago and how it was kind of rattling but we we kept saying to each other like this team was it was so much fun covering that team throughout the season because they were so resilient it wasn't a lot of fun at the start but as the season went on they were so resilient they, everything like that but the same for the coaching staff we talked to them a lot about that as well and yeah like it definitely does mm-hmm I know we're running short on time here, so we have the one last question to wrap things up, and we can get you guys on to the next, and we can get your, your teammates in here. Uh, Justin's got one more. All right, so it, what is the message you would want to send to the fans or the Wilson community coming into the season? Mm-hmm. Be ready. Yeah, be ready. Yeah. I was just going to say that. It's going to be a fun year. I, I think, think it's going to be really fun. I think year. we're stepping up really good, everyone playing together, and I think it's going to be a great year for us and Wilson. Mm-hmm. So, I think it, it's going to look a little bit different than last year. A mm-hmm. uh, lot of, lot of new faces, particularly on defense, but also on offense. Um, a little bit different offense because, you know, spread it out a little bit more. A lot of, a lot of Cam Jones last year. Now it's going to be spread among more people. Um, going to be a more diverse. Offense. Yeah, I th- it's going to be it's going to be exciting to see a uh, a lot of people contributing to help this team win, and I'm excited. It's going to be a really exciting year. Yeah. I think it's going to be a fun year. I think there's going to be lots of moments that fans aren't expecting in certain games. All yeah. right. Fun and exciting. Mm-hmm. I'm not sure yeah. you can get a better for uh, people right. to buy a ticket. Um, <laughs> I hope lots of wins come from fun and exciting. But uh, appreciate you guys all joining us. Mm-hmm. Good luck this year. And I'm sure we'll be talking to many, probably all of you, uh, after wins this season. Yeah. Yeah. So thanks a lot. And good luck this year. Thank, Thank you. Thank you for having us. Thank you. All right. So that was the first set of senior player interviews. A great group of uh, five young men. Hope you enjoyed them answering those questions. We have very similar questions coming up with our next set of five senior players. Again, this will go about half an hour and then we'll wrap things up. Thank you so much, everyone, for joining. It's been a great turnout. And uh, without f- further ado, here's our second set of senior players who Justin and I interviewed just this past week. All right, welcome back to the second session with our senior player interviews. We have another set of five Wilson Bulldogs ready to start the 2023 season. So not make you wait any longer. Get the five guys up on the screen here. There they are. Let's uh, start out a little an easy one. Name, <laughs> positions, number. Let us, let us know who you are. All right, so my name's Jonah Pertet. I wear number 10. I play cornerback, safety, and wide receiver for Wilson. Adam Woods, number 17, safety, and wide receiver. Edison Case, wide receiver and safety, and I'm 84. My name's Logan Kurzweig. I wear number 58, and I play O-line and D-line. I'm Jack Dendel, number 74. I play offensive tackle and defensive end. 
should have done this at the beginning of the first interview, so we're going to dive right into this. Let's talk a little bit about um, your future career after Wilson before we talk about 2022 and 2023. So um, are you guys interested in playing athletics in college? Do you have a college in mind? What do you want to study? Just let's get to know you a little bit better. Even if it's not football, it can be Yeah, it can be, it can anything. be anything. So personally, I want to play lacrosse in college because I found that I was like my main love for the sport. So I might play local, might play far. Don't really know. I'll have to see. Do you know what you like to study? I want to do something in business just because like I'm pretty good with numbers. So. Okay. I'm not sure where I want to go yet. Looking at maybe Penn State and something in the engineering field. I'm looking at some football schools. Um, I'm in like the pre-reads like session or state, so I'm still figuring out. I don't know how far I want to go yet. So. Do you have a discipline in mind for academics? Yeah, I'm going to try to be, I'm trying to go for bio. Okay. Uh, I'm in the same thing as Eddie in the pre-read process right now to play football in college, but uh, I'm looking to study business. Okay. Um, same as Logan and Eddie, I'm in the recruiting process as well. Um, I'm looking to study, get my doctorate for physical therapy. Um, yeah, not committing yet, but time's coming soon. All right. All right. We'll keep us posted when you guys make a decision. Make sure uh, you let us know. All right. So before we look at your senior season, let's look back at 2022. What were some of the things that happened last year? Uh, that, that you take away is motivation or just something you'd like to see differently or something you hope happens again? What, what do you take away from 2022? Definitely, definitely the loss against Harrisburg. That's, that's something that's been sitting with me all, all off season. I'm sure it's been the same with these guys, but that's something that's really been, been motivating me for the season this year. Um, I think all of our losses were in, like, we were beating Roman Catholic at halftime. We were tied with Harrisburg at halftime. We, um, what, Hemfield, we lost by, what, three points? I mean, we were that close to the state championship or, like, getting there. Um, we were the only team to put more than, like, just one touchdown against Harrisburg. I think we can do this. I think we can make it back there this year. Right. Yeah, Harrisburg ended our season two years in a row. So we're looking to get one back at them. And they ended up going to the state championship last year. And that showed us how close we are and where we can be. Just a couple more points in that game. One of the games that really stuck with me personally was definitely on field because I lost them three times in all my varsity sports. They beat me in lacrosse and football. And I feel like this is my last shot. So I've been working harder, pushing myself just so I know that I can beat them when we play them. What really motivates me from last year is knowing that we really beat ourselves in all those games. Like, we really had the opportunity to come out on top. And some of the games, I believe, we should have came out on top. And we really beat ourselves. And that's one thing as seniors that we're going to control on the team is making sure we don't, be, we don't beat ourselves and obviously don't allow anyone else to beat us. All right. So um, now kind of shifting gears a little bit, uh, we're going to start kind of talking about this season kind of kind of moving forward so um how have uh, the summer workouts been and what can you tell us about uh the team camp at east Shrewsbury? it was good i mean we do a good routine we're in the weight room for an hour and a half on the field for an hour and a half of course we do conditioning so we're getting our bodies right and when we're on the field we're also learning stuff so that's getting our mental game right too and at east Stroudsburg, i think it was good because the competition was a lot better than what it was at LVC. 
although we didn't have as many practices, the practices that we did have definitely meant more to us than like at LBC because of course the, they were better. So, like the teams we were going up against at East Stroudsburg showed us where we need to get to, where we need to be as a team. Um, St. Joe's state champion last year. It was us. Like we can hang with them. We can we can be them. I don't want to say the same thing, but I agree with all that. Uh, in the morning workouts, it's it's really been about the little things, about building the culture in the team. Little things like not sitting in the weight room, keeping the sleds going the whole time. You know, it's just really getting all the younger kids to buy into what we feel we can accomplish this year as a football team. Um, I personally love the energy everyone brings to uh, the table. The whole team brings energy, like in the sled room, on the field. Uh, when we're going out competing against a higher competition like St. Joe's or other teams we played at East Stroudsburg, we really brought the energy, and I like that. Obviously, we have a lot more to go, a lot more to build on, but the beginning was there, and we have the energy to do it. So let's, It's nice let's going against St. Joe's. It shows us where like we should be. State champions. We need to be competing against. That's the goal. So, yeah. So I know the first group told us you also played against Phillipsburg, who I think was yeah. New Jersey champion. Yeah, yeah they were good. a very good program. Uh, what other teams did you play at, at camp this year? You played Wayne Hills. There was like a the bunch Cumberland, of New Jersey. Cumberland, 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 Cumberland Valley was good. Dallas Town. We were supposed to play Central, Parkland and Central Bucks, Bucks but they, they got, got rained, like, rained out. So. What was that green team we played? I don't know. There was a bunch of New Jersey champion oh, okay. teams. Okay, so you played a bunch of Jersey schools. They do like four state championships. Okay. Wow, so. okay. Uh, yeah. Where you got to see Cumberland Valley? Yeah, yeah they were good. They look pretty good. Yeah, yeah. but we yeah. beat them. John had a pick six. He put up the peace yeah. signs. Yeah, that was so Moms was not happy. Yeah. <laughs> it wasn't like, like the peace sign. Yeah, they didn't really like showboating too much. I heard like <laughs> when I was coming back, they were like all arguing who's going to yell at me first. <laughs> <laughs> So did they want to win that and yell at you, or they didn't want to be so, to yell at you? I, I, so, so I got the intercepting like the 15-yard line on the other side, and I threw it up at like the 35. So they had a lot of time to catch up to me when I was running down. So I think Palm yelled at me first, then it was Steiny, and I think Dom's tried to, but he was a little farther back. He was, so back. He was all the way. Our coach Sands, greatest coach, did not get upset at me. So. <laughs> <laughs> Well, getting upset and yelling are two different things. That's true. Yeah. 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 <laughs> Internalized. All right. Um, so one of our favorite questions, uh, Wilson has a really strong tradition of one-year starters, you know, the seniors that will step up to the plate when, when needed. Um, what, what players come to mind that could fill that role this year? Who do you think is uh, a teammate of yours in, in your class that maybe the fans don't know about yet, but after this season's over, they will? These two. Yeah, yeah. I, I think I think we can all agree that uh, the two guys over here are going to be the two biggest names that are going to step up. I mean, we got some other kids. Jackson Wagner is a big one that comes to mind for me. I also want to say, like, the big positions that we're losing are going to be the positions that need to step up, so running back is going to be a big one. I'm confident in a couple people. Um, seniors, Amir Wellmaker, Nick Farini, they're going to step up and they're going to have a great year. Yeah, I'm very confident in Amir Wellmaker. He's been working very hard this offseason. And although he like mentally he might not be where he wants to be as of right now, but the way that he keeps on working, I could see him going very far and having a great season. Right, yeah, uh, we were hoping to talk with Amir. You mentioned Jackson. Also, AJ's not able to join us, but hopefully we'll get to talk to those guys uh, throughout the season. But those are names uh, that were brought up in the, in the first session as well. Um, all right, you got the next one. Okay, so... 
Um, what aspect of your game have you most improved since the end of last season? Definitely just like getting my feet better because I played safety last year and they're just moving me to corner this year. So I'm still learning everything for it. But I feel like, of course, you have a great defensive coach, Coach Walber, Coach Sam. All of them are doing a great job at helping. So I feel like just getting my feet like better and just like remembering everything as a corner. It's like my mental game is getting better too. Uh, my mental game, I mean, I'm coming off two years of like starting, so it's just this should be like down pat natural now. So I think everything's just like I'm a machine now. I would, I would say getting my body right, I put the weight on that I needed to put on, and getting the muscle in the weight room, working hard and just getting ready for the season. I think the, the physical aspect goes without say. I mean, we all work incredibly hard in the weight room. We're all putting in the work in the offseason but for me it's been mental uh starting last year really learning what i need to improve on to mentally get my game down as much as possible for me as far as physically goes i was really working on like my speed and explosiveness like got the size just really wanted to like work on my foot speed my quickness and being able to explode off the ball with my hips um mentally i would say I wouldn't say it was just me getting better. I think that's going to be a whole line thing, just mentally stronger as a, as a unit because that's what the offensive line is. Definitely. Especially with four starters coming back, I think we could really get to the next level as a whole offensive line. I think it's going to, I think it's going to go well. Kind of uh, going hand-in-hand hand with that last question, we know, you know what you've gotten better at. How about things you want to achieve this year on a personal level? What are some individual statistical goals that you're hoping to uh, to hit as we get to the, through the 2023 season? The main thing I want to do is I want to be able to walk off that field with a smile because I feel like it's my last year, and, like, I understand like, I can't predict how I'm going to play and who I'm going to play against. So at the end of the day, I just want to make sure I'm enjoying it so I'll never regret it. Yeah, I would say just... If you get, like, if I get beat, like, it's going to happen. Like, just coming back and playing the next play, not letting too much get get to me and just do the best thing for the team. I have a yard and, like, touchdown that, like, I want to get to, but mostly I just want to see our team succeed. I want to try for an undefeated season. That would be great to be the regular season. Yeah. Um, got a lot of personal goals that myself have set for myself, but uh, I think – going far and getting getting this team in the record books, not just having it be another team without without the asterisks next to it. We need we need something to show for all the work that we put in. For me, I would I kinda wanna go what Logie said. I wanna I wanna make this season one to remember, not just another season that just goes by. Um, I think that's a big thing, stepping up, winning a lot of games. I don't think I have a lot of statistical goals as a lineman, yeah. but I think that Winning is a great goal to have because I want to go the whole season, no losses, never want to feel like that again. Three pancake refs. <laughs> I think we can handle that. All right. Um, so this can kind of take a, a number of different forms, but who are the leaders of the team? I feel like all of our too. I don't know why you got like, so I, I think, think all four of these people are great leaders. The way that they act in the weight room and when we're on the field, like, when the, so Doms will break us down, and then when all the seniors talk, I promise you I hear all of these four talk. They all have something great to say. And, of course, they all, like, they're, they've been good leaders. Like, Adam's been a good leader. Eddie's been a good leader. Logan's been a good leader. Jack's been a good leader. They're great people, too. So, of course, they're going to be the best leaders on our team. Really, it's all of our senior class. The whole, the whole entire senior class comes together, and 
we all have the same goals in mind, and we have the same mindset going into the season. So I think everyone's bought it. Everyone's a leader. I think what worked great with our class is, like, obviously we have leaders that are out there yelling, getting energy up, but we also have leaders that are doing the right thing constantly. Like, I can I can tell you, Adam and Jonah, they are constantly doing the right thing in the weight room. You look at them, they're they're on track. They're doing the right, the right thing. They're not talking. They're not messing around. They're doing the right thing. And then you come out on the field when you're getting tired. You got Logie in your ear yelling at you, getting you hyped. We got all the leaders you guys need. Definitely. Good, good. So before we move on to um, anticipated games and team goals here, I want, I want to ask you all, since you all have a, a big uh, impact on the offense, I'm hearing throughout the summer, especially at 7-on-7, seven seven, that the offense is different. Things are different with the offense. So can you guys talk, without going into specifics, obviously, is it a the playbook has changed? Is this Has the scheme changed? Is it a personnel thing? Um, what is it that has happened to make the offense be different than it's been recently. We have we have a lot of experience and way too many weapons to have the ball in one person's hands all game. I mean last year we had we had Cam who could do some crazy things for us. He was an amazing player, but this year we have just as we have ten amazing players on the field that are able to have the ball in their hands and make good things happen every time. I don't think Wilson's had a team with like ten returning players in a while. So we're kind of building off of last year that I don't think you could do like when you're not returning 10 people I don't think you can't really build off last year you kind of have to like rebuild so we're like just going to the next step of like where we even like to elevate our game even more we're, yeah. def we're definitely starting like farther than we started last year as a team like completely with returning so many starters like I really believe like experience wins games like when it gets to that moment in the game like 10 people out of 11 have been there in that situation. They know how to do it, and they're going to get it done. That's, yeah, that's the other good thing. thing. Like, our offensive chemistry is going to be amazing this year. Running the ball, throwing the ball. Same thing with the defense. Our, our O-line is going to be so good this year. I'm so We'll be able to run the ball for sure. I mean, I think everybody's been there. And the void that we need to fill with, like, running back, we I think our line is going to be able to – can really kind of put anybody behind there. Well, kind of, it makes sense. It's like, you mentioned, like – and the reality is, we're not, we're not going to have one guy step up, but we've got yeah, sharing our both. That's that's how we are going to do. I think another big thing about returning everyone is spring ball. Like we we had all our plays in already. Like there wasn't a couple weeks of learning that we were able to get right into it and sharpen everything up, and that saves us a couple weeks in, in the season. Yeah, we had yeah, we had no huddle going on the first day. Yeah, first, first day, day first day. And the thing that that goes great with having like six to eight weapons on offense is how's the defense going to stop that? Like the defense is going to come, they're going to lock down on one or two people, but we have three or four more we can throw it to or hand the ball to. Just going to be tough to stop our offense. And even with like Jonah, he's not even going to be like on the field like starting, but he's a solid backup. You can put him there, and he'll probably start on. Any other, any other team. So. so experience, cohesion, you guys are on the same page. You have so many returners on both sides of the ball. Mm -hmm. You feel like you're uh, you're months ahead of where you were previously. For sure. yeah. That makes sense. Awesome. I, I mean, Justin can speak. I was at the 7-on-7, seven seven and I was texting him things that I haven't texted him about where Wilson football is at in a long time. You don't want to get too hyped about a 7-on-7 seven seven because – if that's not real football. You need the lineman there. 11-on-11, 11 11, a little bit more interesting. But, again, without the pads on, 
it doesn't make everyone equal. It, it makes the teams uh, just a, a shadow of their, their selves, but it still can tell you something. And watching you guys at 7-on-7 seven seven in June was, was eye-opening. Um, I know a lot of people said that. Uh, with the way that you were in sync with having so few practices uh, together because there were still spring sports going on at the time where they were just ending. Maybe not everyone was at spring ball all the time. To see where you are at um, and one of the summer sessions was uh, was, was very exciting. Um, you know, obviously we want to temper expectations because it's not, you know, it's not on the field, but it was it was it was it was really great, and that's why I want to make sure I asked you guys about the offense and how, how things were going because it definitely seemed different, and I wasn't sure if it was scheme, playbook, or if it was just experience. And it seems to be more experience and taking advantage of all the athletes you have on the team. Yeah, so, pretty much. That's great. That's great. So, um, are you want to talk about the games? Sure. All right. So uh, we're going to ask you what is your most anticipated game, understanding that. Mifflin always holds a special place and it's going to stick out. So if it is Mifflin, that's fine. What is your what is another uh, game that you might be looking forward to? Mm-hmm. I really want to get one back against Roman. They're a good team, and I think we can we can show the rest of the football world what, what we're about. Um, definitely Hamfield. I mean, obviously Hamfield and Roman because we lost to them. Harrisburg again because we lost to them. But I think. Uh, Mannheim coming here senior night, I think we have to win that one. I think that's like my most anticipated. That's what I was going to say too. Mannheim Township coming here home, they're they're only getting better just like we are. Yeah, they're bringing everybody back. That's so. that's my most anticipated game. That's a must win for me. I want Harrisburg. I'm so tired of Harrisburg. <laughs> I'm ready to play them home, away, any field, any time. Yes, We're on. getting to get back against Harrisburg. And also, I love playing Township. That's going to be a fun game. <laughs> Lots of Township. Hemfield. We heard Hemfield. Obviously, the Flannois holds a special place in everyone's uh, mind. But uh, yeah, Township and Harrisburg's getting mentioned, and we're not even guaranteed to play them this year. Yeah. Oh, I mean, hopefully, we're going to play that them. happens. Uh, I know they've got uh, a really good home district chip. Same, same, same. I think we all would be okay with that. So <laughs> let's, let's make that happen. Let's make that happen. All right. Um, we, you talked, we talked a little bit about this already, about the focus on, on wins, t- team goals. Is there anything outside of the win-loss column as a team that you have set as a goal this year? Anything that's not related to wins and losses that you'd like to see? You know, my senior team, this is what we were about. Effort. Like, if we win a game with no effort, like, I mean, we get a win, like, how are you going to feel after that? Like, if you go on a field and you lose, but you give it 100% effort, can't do anything more than that. So I just want to make sure that our senior team has effort and we always work hard at all our games and practices. I would say eliminating as many mistakes as possible. I'm not sure there's a statistical thing that, that we're shooting for. We just we just want to get the win at the end of the day. I want to have my personal goal like for our team is just to have fun. Like I'm I've played with these guys like since I was little and it's gonna be the last time that we're gonna play with them this season, so I just wanna make it memorable. Yeah, I'm on the same track as Eddie. I mean, playing with these guys all my life, it's the last, last ride with these guys. I just want to really make it special. Um, personally, I'm an energy man. We'll love to see the energy. And a big team goal, if we always bring the energy, then that's a win for me. If we come out, like, even if we're losing at halftime, we come out, we bring the energy. Like, bring it back to last year when Rofo did his flip. I love that. 
I love bringing the energy because it brings the team together and it feels something more than football. Who should Bulldog fans be excited about seeing on offense and defense in 2023? And that kind of goes into this other question. Who is most underrated teammate? Who is poised for a breakout season? I know we talked about this a little bit. Seniors, but like it could be a senior, but it could also be uh, one of the underclassmen as well. Um, two big names for me are Derek Reiniger. He he played D-tackle this last year. Um, might be looking at a two-way role this year, getting in some reps, but that kid is a very hard worker, along with Junior Katul, has been putting in work all summer. He's not going to be hurt a lot, but that kid, that kid works very hard. Um, I think from a secondary standpoint, um, we're losing Rofo, Cam, and Cappy, and Adam, Jonah, and Maddox, and Carell are filling those spots, and I think they're going to be our, I want to see them succeed. He's tough. I think we're going to see a lot of Carell running the ball, maybe a little bit in the secondary. But I, I think he's due for a big year. Yeah, I'm excited to see Carell. I'm also very excited to see Maddox Gruber. He plays basketball. He's good at basketball. I could see him in the slot. Might be our starting corner, but he's a flashy kid. They should be excited to watch him. Michael Glover. That's, that's what I was about to talk about, gloves. Uh, he's an upcoming freshman, big kid. You can tell he's going to be a, he's gonna be a dog. He's he gonna gets be a his player. shot, he'll take it, I promise. And obviously Derek Reininger, like Logan said, that kid's a hard worker. That kid's a dog. It's going to be his year. But someone I didn't hear mention is Cameron Zollinger. Yes. He is a hard worker. Yeah. I've seen that kid at camp working his butt off. He is. He's going to have a good year. It might not be this year. It might be just getting play time this year. But in the future, he's going to be a dog. He's going to be have a great year. Uh, Cam Zollinger stepped up as a, as a big leader in that, in that junior class. For sure. Excellent, excellent. All right, so far today, and many of you have had years and years of experience uh, in the Wilson football program. And we're talking all the way through from if you played down at Van Reeling Park through middle school up until, uh, you know, you're sitting here at seniors. What's your favorite Wilson football memory? What, well, what sticks out? I got to start this off as the only LP boy. Um, <sighs> beating them on Gersky for the second time in a row, first round of playoffs. Uh, with they cheated. Coach, with Coach triple, o- triple overtime. They said Amir fumbled the one, but he was was out of bounds. They jumped on it out of bounds. With with Coach Brock, that was just that was a god squad. That was my uh, my my favorite moment. They were all right. That was like my least. That was like my least favorite. (laughs) Yeah, didn't you like lose that? Brady, our tight end, threw five picks. You're going to have to get a rebuttal from Brady. <laughs> he said that he had one. Everyone else thinks it's like seven, right? <laughs> um, I think my favorite memory had to be like first varsity touchdown. Like home field, like just looking up at everybody. And it was like just a crazy moment. Like everything like stopped for like a split second. Did you remember yeah. when it was? Yeah, it was um the MLK game. Okay. And then like they just like kind of threw me in there and junior no sophomore sophomore. yeah that was so the two kids in front of me josh and um uh and evan got hurt so i had to play both ways for sophomore year because everybody's getting hurt it's now it's coming back (laughs) (laughs) my memory is probably the win against central york it was my sophomore year but that, that win just felt different everyone counted us out just a great feeling to beat them 
no butterflies on that field goal hold. No. no, not at all. <laughs> I don't even really remember it. <laughs> Ice in his veins. Uh, you want yeah, nope, all you. My favorite memory was probably just like this this last year's township team. Seeing everyone win, just like seeing the effort that like everyone put into the game. I can remember, I could hear all the linemen screaming, run the ball, and we run it. And I think camp finished with 200 plus rushing yards. It was just so great to see like our hard work paying off. Like we were just beating them down. They, they thought they were winning. So like they, they thought they were winning that game. And like when we just come there and we beat them, like that was, that was like, an amazing feeling. Yeah. I'm definitely stuck between two, two memories. My first one is my freshman year. Uh, second game of the season against Township at their field. Kyle Hassler went down with an injury at halftime, and uh, coach asked me if I was ready, and I was ready to go ever since then. So that's definitely a big memory for me. Kind of started my high school career, but I think my favorite memory is carrying my brother off senior night after the ring game. That game had a whole bunch of stuff going on, but it was fun game, like no matter what, and carrying him off the field was amazing. A pretty cool moment. It was a great moment. Um, what's it like to play Coach Dobbs? <laughs> Who wants to start? <laughs> uh, like every word he says, it's just you gotta hold on to it. Like it means something. Everything he's saying, like you just gotta listen to him. It's nice knowing that you can put a hundred percent of your trust in a coach. Because I mean, you've seen you've seen the project he's put now. You've seen what he's done year in year out, and you we know that. Whatever he says, we can 100% trust it. The way that he coaches is something I've never seen before. The way that he can coach when he's angry, when he's upset, when he's perfectly calm, when he's happy, and he still gets a message across just the exact same way. It's crazy. It is the same voice every single time. Voices. I love, I love his dedication. Like, it, it, There's no better feeling playing under someone that cares about the game and puts as much time as, as he does. It's a different feeling. Him talking to us before the games in the locker room, like something you'll never forget. Oh my God. Even yeah. <laughs> today, he was cracking jokes at practice. Like, even though it might not look like it, like he's a cool guy to be around. He's a legend. A little outdated. He's a funny. He's a funny. <laughs> Actually, have to know. He's a he's a funny guy. Like uh, Dom's has got a good sense of humor. I want so. How is he outdated? What are you talking about? Some of his no, analogies. He said, okay, like, the he told her one. He told one of the young kids today that his mom had to tie a pork chop around his neck so the dog would play with him as a baby. Just these random old analogies that only he would know. It's funny though, like don't get it wrong, but <laughs> and his phone barks when it goes off. <laughs> his ringtones are dog barking. <laughs> Same as Derek Reininger, by the way. <laughs> Kindred spirits. All right. We didn't get to talk to the first group about this, so you guys can can hit us with these. Do you, uh, you, as an individual or as a team, have any pregame superstitions or routines you got to get? Th- I mean, we know about the bulldog, you know, walking as a team touching the, the Gursky statue. But is there anything else that, uh, as, as a group or as individuals, you have to make sure you do or don't do? Music. I read music before games. Yeah. I have my whole playlist set up, but besides that, nothing really crazy. Yeah, nothing I do on my own, just resting before the game, just having some time to myself. Obviously, all the things we do before the game as a team. Uh, home games, I'll sit up like at Gursky in the shade, and I'm just like for like ten minutes, like no music, no nothing, and you know, I'll just visualize like the game. I like run through all my like stuff that I have to do. 
Uh, whenever we're at home, I go back in the darkest spot of the locker room and take a nice nap. You gotta do that. Get that rested. Yeah. Uh, every single, like, my, my ritual is just, like, when I get all my lowers on, I go out. I do my own stretching and, like, the grass field usually down there. Listen to Katy Perry. It's so good. And then I take my headphones so off. Oh, yeah. Here we go. <laughs> Oh, like I got like a game time playlist, like Katy Perry, like Pompey's on there, yeah, like okay. the white girl, Frank Sinatra. Yeah. Uh, oh yeah, Frank Sinatra. They gotta, oh, they, they, I think the big Frank Sinatra team. For sure. Yeah, like, right, there's nothing wrong with that. Right? Oh no, it's and great. I, I, I love it. Katy Perry. Either. And I'm a Swifty too. That was not what I was expecting to come out of it. I'm a Swifty. I'm a Swifty too. I'm definitely a swing. <laughs> you can only play one song before the game starts. What song? Fireworks. Fireworks. I sing that word for word in the locker room. If you don't hear that playing, I'm not playing that day. <laughs> you can hear him on the bus too. In oh, the oh yeah, day, for sure. Ain't no mountain high enough. Oh, remember the time? Yes. I'll go word for word. That that's another one. All right, Ain't no mountain high enough is definitely in my ear before the game. Sorry, I cut you off. But what else were you? Oh, then I away, listen to music. Take take all my music out. Walk up to the top of the bleachers and sit there for like 10, 15 minutes, just letting it soak in, just silence. All right, so moving on, you got the last one or the second to last one, I guess we got. This one. Yep. Okay. So, um, did you guys have a favorite high school football player as you were growing up? I know most of you were here for the you know, your entire elementary or middle school and on up. Did you come to the Wilson games and is there a player that you'd like to emulate or you like to watch play here at Wilson? I liked watching Isaiah Gilmore because he was always my like football, like my uh, flag football guy. Okay. So he was always throwing me the ball in flag football. So it's like my favorite. I'll always remember watching Iggy Reynoso coming to the games as a kid. Like that's just something I remember watching. Just like, Crazy athlete. I'll always remember Ethan Capitano. My freshman year, I got really close to him. He's a wise kid. Like he knows, he knows his stuff. He's a really nice person. He does everything right on and off the field, and he's he's a big role model for me. Uh, for me, it wasn't really as a kid, but my sophomore year, watching John Ramsey, the energy he played with, going both ways, something that uh, I love to emulate in my game. I I couldn't say. If I'd have to pick, I'd probably say Josh Drake. I really liked it. Yeah, I would say Josh Drake. Too. I was gonna say just like I didn't get to play. That was my sophomore. That was my sophomore. Year. But I had a class with him. It's like seeing him talk about the game, just seeing like how much he cares. Cause I know when he got hurt, he was talking about that. But yeah. Yeah, really Josh. Josh took me like under his wing sophomore year. He was really influential in my game. Great to hear legacy family. Uh, awesome, awesome. Great to hear those names. Uh, let's see. Do you, I assume you guys probably watch football, college football, pro football. Or you have a, a favorite NFL college teams or a favorite NFL college players to watch? Oh, Kansas City Chiefs. <laughs> Go Chiefs. Super Bowl champions. Um, Chad Henney. Love him. Great guy. Uh, love the Chiefs. Yeah. Next. Go Birds. That's rough. That's it. Um, Giants. And it's because Victor Cruz made me want to be a receiver. Okay. Victor Cruz. All right. Yeah. What about um? Uh, for me, Eagles and Penn State. Penn State's due for a big year. Mm. <laughs> Not the I'm Eagles. A, I'm a big Seahawks. <laughs> Seahawks. Yeah. Okay. How do you get hooked up with the Seahawks? That one all a lot younger. I like younger. that color green. <laughs> <laughs> That's such a joke. Like being a highlighter. <laughs> so yeah. So and I just uh, fuck with. 
any any Seahawks player that DJ you... Metcalf, guaranteed. Man. Last year I had that binky mouth. Legion, Legion of Boom. <laughs> Legion of Boom. Legion of Boom. Okay, yeah, that was when you guys were younger. So Adam mentioned Penn State. How about any other college college teams you like to watch? Love Penn State. Penn, Penn State. Penn State. Penn State. Yeah. Penn State. I just watch Penn State. Yeah, everybody watch Penn State. <laughs> I don't really watch Penn State. That's the only correct answer. So as long as it's not everything Georgia. else is invalid. Yeah. All right. Um, all right. Last one. Here we go. All right. So um, as we finish up here, what's your message uh, to the fans in the Wilton community as we uh, get ready for uh, the season this year? Big things. I'm very <laughs> confident in this football team. Make sure you guys get your tickets. I don't know how, how that works getting to the game, but show up to the game. Big stuff this year. Be loud. Mm. Be loud. It's going to be a fun team to watch, and show up for the best. Kevin Twyfer for front of the student section. Okay, <laughs> Toys. Here we come. That's <laughs> it. We're coming. Think you got anything? <laughs> to come. Thought we were in it last year. Bigger and better thing this year. Well, guys, we appreciate you uh, taking the time today to talk with us, get ready for this 2023 season. Uh, Justin and I wish you nothing but the best, and I'm sure we'll be talking to all of you after uh, hopefully many, many wins this ball, both at Gursky and beyond. So after appreciate every... you guys. Uh, have a great year. Thank, oh, you. Thank, thank, you. thank you. All right, so that does it for our senior player interviews for this season. Hope everyone enjoyed that. Appreciate you all being here to watch. We'll be back again in one week's time, Sunday, July 30th. And at that point, I will be broadcasting interviews that I do with Wilson assistant coaches. I think I'm going to have four or five, maybe six of them. I know for sure uh, Brandon Doms will be there. Ernie Wolver will be there. I'm expecting to talk with Jeremy Palm. Uh, there's a few others that were invited as well, and I'm willing to talk to any of them as long as they can make it fit in their schedule. So, uh, if you have any questions for the coaching staff, let me know, and I will work that in when I interview them this Wednesday. So again, appreciate you taking the time to listen. Right, one more shout out to our sponsors, <clears throat> and uh, also an early happy birthday to my co-host, Justin Raffoff. He is celebrating tomorrow, so happy birthday to Justin. And a big uh, shout-out and thank you to the 10 senior players that were able to make the interview. Uh, had a few more that were invited but unable to make it. And I will, Justin and I will always try to track down as many as we can during the season after uh, Friday Night Wins. And we'll have another opportunity coming up in about a month following the scrimmage, which will be at Gursky this year, against Coatesville. So that is all coming up soon. For the next show, next Sunday night, I will have the, the schedule breakdown, make sure everyone knows what's going on, uh, where you need to be and when, because there are different locations this year for the uh, non-league games and also a different start time for one of them as well. But that's it for the second episode of the Bulldog Hour's ninth season. Again, episode three of season nine is next Sunday, and it will be the broadcast of the interviews with the Wilson assistant coaching staff. And then a few weeks after that will be our interview with head coach Doug Doms. And at that point, we will be uh, finishing heat week and moving on to two-a-day camp. So the season is basically here. I know it's only July 23rd, but it's right around the corner, and the coaches and players have been prepping for this for a long time, and we wish them nothing but the best and I uh, look forward to bringing you more Wilson football content 
very soon on this show live, but always on the website, bulldoghour.com and across social media, search for Wilson Bulldogs, Wilson Bulldogs football or the Bulldog Hour and make sure you like, follow, subscribe. And if you listen to this via podcast, we would love reviews on the platforms that allow you to do that. I know for sure Apple Podcasts and Spotify do that. So give us a five-star. We would greatly appreciate that. And interact with the videos as well, especially on YouTube. And that'll help uh, get us in front of more people. But that's it for this show. Hope everyone enjoyed the senior player interviews. Again, we'll be back next week. Until next time, for Justin Raffoff and the entire Wilson football program, I'm Joe Mays. Thanks for listening. to this week's episode of the Bulldog Hour. Want more Wilson football? Follow the show on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. Subscribe to the podcast on iTunes and SoundCloud. Or visit www.bulldoghour.com. The Bulldog Hour is a feature program on jmnjrradio.com.